0: Welcome back to another episode of The Real Estate Playbook. This week's guest is Kate Lesnowitz. Kate, how are you doing today? Doing well. Excellent. We're glad you were able to make time and come on down for this week's podcast. Yeah,
1: thanks for having me.
0: Our pleasure. So let's jump right into it, Kate. Um, Obviously, you know, there's a million different careers that you could choose from when trying to pick something that you're passionate about. Why real estate?
1: um i actually got interested in it as a child my uncle was a realtor and he was like the coolest he was the first person i knew that had a car phone and i used to go to his house and help him stuff all his little bags and go hang them on everybody's door and so i just got exposed to it like that and i just thought he had the coolest job ever so
0: so kind of just getting to experience that it's funny you say that last week's guest nikki she was bringing up something similar when her passion was real estate she wanted to do it as a child and the reason she wanted to do it is because uh, where she was at, every time she saw a realtor, they were always very good-looking, dressed to the nine, driving fancy cars, that happy hour, always a smile on their face. Yes. So it's something very similar. You kind of got exposed. You got a little bit more exposure to it because you were getting experiencing being side-by-side by your uncle, but it also kind of gave you a perspective on a lifestyle uh, and a means to that lifestyle that could help you fulfill and kind of live and yes. do the things he was doing.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Awesome. So one thing we like to do, too, is trying to find out some skill sets or, you know, mindset, whatever it might be from agents like yourself who get into production at a faster pace. So What are some of the things in your past that might have helped you accelerate your career in real estate and also maintain it? You know, with fifteen percent success rate in real estate, you obviously being part of that, but also getting into production at a much more at a quicker pace than even that fifteen percent. So why don't you talk us about some of the careers you had previously to real estate, and then maybe some of the skills that helped transition to you to get into production quicker?
1: Okay, yeah. um, So I was a preschool teacher for a few years and that was probably one of the most um, rewarding, but also difficult things because, you know, children are just their own personalities. And then you have the parents too. So you just get good at like, you know, managing that and yeah.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, and what I've found is that the two careers that most people transition from that have success in real estate are gonna be teachers and then hospitality. So serving, bartending, um, you know, concierge, whatever that might be and teaching. And the way I look at it is one dealing, you know, obviously you're dealing with a lot of emotions when you're dealing with buyers and sellers, but you're probably dealing with more emotions when you're dealing with parents and their, and their toddlers essentially. So you were able to kind of develop a skill set that helped transition to working with buyers and sellers where a lot of people who might not be experienced and handling the emotions and kind of mitigating the situation as you were, you know, addressing a parent with their child. Mm -hmm. You know, this kind of came second nature to you where a lot of people struggle. Would that be fair to say?
1: Yeah, definitely. And I also worked in the hospital. I did x-rays for a few years. And so working with patients that are like having a horrible day, they're in pain, trying to manage that as well and take care of them, that also helped me a lot.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And then just kind of being that almost breath of fresh air, positive, uh to them letting them know everything's going to be okay because you know just like in that career path and in real estate sometimes a transaction could be going sideways so just trying to have that positive mindset letting them know it's going to be okay that's something that you've kind of picked up from your past endeavors mm-hmm. to help transition there plus two i think from the teaching probably more than working in the hospital you're you're you keep a very disciplined strict schedule right at it's nap time here. It's lunchtime here. It's this, this, this. Yeah. So that probably helped transition into real estate for you where you're able to, you know, work a schedule, a calendar, understand how to be on time, how to structure everything, how to make everything work.
1: Yes, definitely.
0: Okay, awesome. So right now, obviously, you your previous occupations were in the teaching and then the hospital as well, working in the health. Um, getting into real estate, you probably had this vision of... You know, working with your uncle, uh, you know, you probably saw a lot more good than bad, I'm assuming. All gl- you know, you have this kind of perspective. It's all glitz and glamour. But obviously, once you kind of get into it, start getting your hands dirty, you're like, all right, there's a lot more to this. I always like to ask our guests, um, what's the one thing that or the biggest thing that you did not expect when getting into real estate?
1: I don't think I was expecting the emotions to be as high as they are. Okay. It's just, you know, I've had... Um, customers like cry and you know so you kind of become like almost a therapist as well and like it's very personal for them and emotional so I really wasn't expecting it to be that high of emotion.
0: Yeah yeah it's one of the from what I've seen in my personal life is one of the most emotional experiences for buyers and sellers and there's a a lot of consulting a lot of it's going to be okay kind of being there for them and I think you know that's one of the things where, I don't want to say you are a therapist, but there's a lot of therapy given for buyers and sellers through this process. And if you're not really expecting that or something you want to take on, it's going to be hard for you to make it as a realtor. Yeah. And it's probably something that you didn't see coming.
1: I didn't see it coming, but I welcome it because I'm, you know, a caregiver. Right, had kids and that's all I've done my whole life is take care of people. So it kind of comes natural. So I mean, it's fine, I enjoy it a little bit. I mean, one of my most rewarding moments thus far in my career has been a buyer that was moving out of state from New York down here and she Mm -hmm. just cried and was like thanking me, like, thank you so much. And Mm -hmm. I I got emotional too. So you just build like a relationship that's pretty meaningful.
0: Yeah, it has to feel pretty good, right? Yeah. Yeah, you know, trying to you know, these people are kind of coming from the heart. They're so appreciative and it makes you feel grateful rather than just a job where you're kind of punching the clock, just knocking out your task.
1: And it's a huge deal for them. So if you can be supportive and they feel that it's nice.
0: Awesome. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. So obviously we're at the market, you know, pivoting, changing a little bit. It's getting a little tougher out there. A lot of agents working on their skill set, and the Tampa market, we're having issues with inventory, um, amongst other things, you know, rising interest rates. Um, uh, You know, it's we're still an appreciating market, but it's a, a tougher environment just due to the inventory and so many people moving here. What's the one thing right now that you're working on to ensure that you're going to have not only continued success that you've already had, but continue to build your brand and build your consumer base?
1: Um, I think just keeping, keep adding to your database and um, keeping in touch with people. I mean, there's a lot of people right now that want to buy, but just can't because things are hard, you know, mm-hmm. for buyers. And just staying in touch and being there when they need you, and knowing that it's can be a long term process for some mm-hmm. people. So,
0: so it sounds like just the relationship aspect, just kind of doing a deeper dive with the relationships, making sure that if they're not ready to buy or sell now, you're not just kind of putting them off or disregarding them. Mm-hmm. But hey, eventually, I know they're going to come. I'm going to be here when I need them. Mm-hmm. And I remember a quote that um, I received in coaching is, you know, in our in any sales position, right? You got to understand that. They're not buying on our time. We're working with them on theirs. So it's, you, and then the way you gotta do is, he always called it equity deposits, right? You don't go to a bank, try to take out a withdrawal before you make several deposits. Mm -hmm. So what you're doing, it sounds like, you're just making these deposits, reaching out, being for them, answering questions, CMA, telling what's going on in the market. And when they are ready to buy or sell then you'll be top of mind.
1: Yeah, and also just, you know, we're here to help people really. So if you keep that mindset, it's not about the transaction. It's like, when you're ready, I'm going to help you. Right. right. And I'll help you get ready. So
0: And just letting them know you're there for them. Mm-hmm. And then not being too pushy, like now, 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 okay. when they're not ready, where they're, they're, you kind of become a turnoff. Right. Absolutely. So obviously, I, I know, Kate, you're married, several kids. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things most agents struggle with is what I call work-life balance. And it's fitting everything in, right? Because this isn't like, all right, could make a schedule? He's babysitters or daycare, whatever it might be, a nine to five. I mean, it's... As you're doing a little bit of something seven days a week, you know, 12, 14 hours a day, whatever it might be. Not to say you're working all the time, but you're accessible at different times if something comes up, whether it's showing a home, something you need to do on a transaction, answering a phone call, whatever it might be. What are some things that you've done to help ensure that you can have work-life balance where you're there for your husband, you're there for your kids, and also there for your clientele?
1: Um, I mean, luckily my family's very understanding and supportive and they understand how this um, career works, mm-hmm. and they're actually used to me being unavailable because working in the hospital, its you're, when you're there, you're there, you, you know, can't answer your phone, you're just kind of like on lockdown, mm-hmm. so now it's nice because I do have flexibility, and they understand if I have to step out and make a call or I have to run and show a house, they, they know that, and I just try to schedule time for them too where mm-hmm. I'm not working, but yeah, yeah so it's, it's definitely a juggle.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely, and sometimes it gets you know, depending on the market and then how many people you're currently working with, it can be a little overwhelming at times. But it sounds like you kind of have set a proper expectation where they know that you're going to be there for them and you're going to make time for them. But it's not a set time and, you know, you're going to be working. So as you're kind of building your business and you're continuing to add to your clientele, there might be times where you're drawn away, but that doesn't mean you're not going to make up the time to ensure you're getting that quality time with them. Awesome. And then right now, Kate, obviously you got into production a lot quicker than most agents. You're continuing to build on your success. A lot of agents out there, maybe they're, you know, not even licensed yet. They're in the mindset where you were, they're wanting to get into real estate, but they haven't kind of pursued it yet. Maybe they just got licensed, don't know what to do next, or possibly maybe it's somebody who's been in the business a couple of years, but they're struggling. They're not having the same production that they have had in years past. What would be a recommendation if you were to give somebody one tip of advice What would be the one thing you would tell them for a brand new agent or a struggling agent to help get in production as quickly as you did?
1: Um, I mean, I would say devote a lot of time to it, Mm -hmm. but also find a place that can support you and help you learn and grow and give you the resources. And, um, yeah, I think that's a big part of it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Just having the tools and resources and what it sounds like is, you know, obviously be ready to put in the commitment for the time. Mm -hmm. But also find a brand that's going to be aligned with what it is you're looking for. So that way you find a culture that's going to not only help you thrive in real estate, but in kind of all aspects with systems, processes, and things of that nature.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Well, awesome, Kate. Well, we greatly appreciate you having you for uh, this week's podcast. Uh, For any buyer or seller out there that is thinking of purchasing or selling a home in the Tampa Bay market, we're going to uh, put all this information on our social sites as well. But if you could share with the audience the best email address to reach you on and the best phone number.
1: Okay. The email is kate at 54realty.com. And what else? Phone number. (laughs) And the phone number is 954-592-2690.
0: All right. We greatly appreciate you having Kate. Thanks for taking the time. And we greatly appreciate all of you for tuning in to another episode of The Real Estate Playbook. Mm -hmm.